second Sunday of Lent. The first Sunday of Lent I always find is the easiest to get to. That's because it's really only four days after Ash Wednesday. But for me, the second Sunday of Lent is always the hardest to get to as it comes after the first full week of fasting. So you're either dreading the next few weeks, wondering just how it is that you're going to keep your fast the whole time, in which case I'd simply say, it's okay, it's not going to be this difficult the whole time. Or you're feeling really good, like this Lent is going to be easy this year, in which case I'd like to remind you that it wasn't until 40 days after Jesus went out into the wilderness that he was tempted. So that is, be humble, it might just get a little bit more difficult. Or maybe you're like, whatever, I'm just not doing Lent. In which case, I'd say that the door is in the back. And on the second Sunday of Lent, we read about the persistent faith of the Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus, begging him to heal her daughter who was severely oppressed by a demon. Speaking frankly, Jesus is off-putting here. He seems to be extremely unkind and actually somewhat racist. He not only refuses to help her because she is not Jewish, but he describes her pejoratively as a dog. Now, at the end of the day, I think Jesus knows what he's doing, and I think there's a lot going on in this story. He's using this encounter as an opportunity to instruct his disciples and he's speaking symbolically and parabolically to make his points. So first, Jesus uses this occasion as an opportunity to articulate that which has always been the central story or the central narrative of God's plan of redemption for the world. And simply put, it's this, God used Israel or chose Israel to save all nations. So in the beginning, God created and everything was good. We know the story. Sin entered in. Man chose to disobey. God, however, in his mercy did not give up. And so he chose to save the world by making a people for himself, that is, Israel. He did this with Abraham back in Genesis. And God, in essence, says to Abraham, I will be your God, and you and all of your offspring will be my people. I will bless you and your offspring, and through your offspring, all the nations, that is, all ethnic groups of the world, will be blessed. So Israel always had this fundamental call in her special election. That is, she was supposed to be a light to the world by her faithfulness, by her obedience to God, and she was to bring others in and extend the grace and the blessing of God out to the world. In this sense, Israel indeed has always had the first place in God's plan. There is an order of salvation, the Jew first and then the Gentile. Unfortunately, however, Israel failed, and it turns out that they actually started to do the opposite. So instead of looking outwards, instead of bringing in the other nations, Israel started to look inward on themselves and tried to block other nations from coming in. Just look at the disciples' reaction to this woman in this story. They were supposed to usher out God's blessing, but they actually tried to hinder it from going out. So keep that in mind 
And or with that in mind, we can take a better look now at our gospel lesson this morning. So Matthew tells us that this woman who came to him was not only an outsider, but she was a Canaanite. And the Canaanites, if you'll remember, were arguably Israel's worst enemies in the Old Testament. And this Canaanite woman comes to Jesus, begging him to help her daughter, who was oppressed with a demon. And at first, Jesus doesn't even respond. And then when he finally does, at the pleading of his disciples, who just want Jesus to tell her to take off, Jesus responds and says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this, again, this is the beginning of Jesus' somewhat off-putting response. But I think what's happening here is this is where he starts to speak parabolically. And if we look at it that way, it starts to make more sense. And what he's first doing here in this first response is he's confirming this plan of God to save the world. He's confirming that his mission is first to Israel. This wasn't new. Again, it goes all the way back then to God's covenant with Abraham. And it sounds exclusive only if you fail to understand the nature of Israel's exclusivity. That is, Israel was exclusively chosen as the means through which all worlds, or all peoples, excuse me, would be blessed. So that's Jesus' first response. And then his second, again, at least on the surface, seems more unexpected and more off-putting. So after she, uh, after Jesus refuses her in essence, she persists and, say, and says, Lord, help me. And he answers and says, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And there's a few different things going on here. I think Jesus is testing her, for one. He's testing her faith. He's also using this situation, again, to teach us parabolically, or to teach his disciples, I think, primarily. So what then is Jesus trying to teach his disciples and us in this mini parable? So here the children represent Israel and the dogs represent the pagan nations. And it would have been common in the ancient world to, when you were having a meal, to have dogs roaming about to and fro. So it's only right then that the food is given to the children and not to the dogs. But then her response adds to this parable. She takes his analogy and she uses it against him. And this is why Jesus praises her. It's like he's been intentionally drawing this out of her the whole time. She says, yes, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. So we might be tempted to think of this as somewhat meek, somewhat timid, but I think it's anything but that. She again, she takes Jesus's analogy and she turns it around on him. And her answer kind of encapsulates this notion of of divine election that we've been speaking of. Israel was chosen for the sake of others. Even the dogs eat the leftovers, meaning even from the perspective of the Jews, that is, not from God, but from their perspective, even the shameful, even the pagan sinners, even the ones whom they reject, the most dishonorable will be blessed by the banquet. Through Israel, all will receive grace, even the greatest of sinners. That's the whole point. And all of this, again, comes from the Canaanite woman and not from the disciples. You can almost see Jesus begin to smile a bit as he praises her. 
O woman, great is your faith. He knew that she knew this and he was drawing it out of her. And nowhere else in the entirety of Matthew's gospel does Jesus use this term great to describe faith. But this Canaanite woman in her persistent faith gets it. Even though the disciples criticized her, even though the disciples judged her, Jesus never said that his disciples had great faith. And I think this is the, or another, second parabolic point that Jesus is trying to make. The Canaanite woman shows us the sort of faith that is necessary. And it's the sort of faith that is very unlike the faith of Israel. The kind of faith that is in the case of Israel that was presumptuous and paid lip service, all the while, though, there was no transformation of the heart. The Canaanite woman, however, is different. First, as I've said several times now, she was persistent. And second, her faith is the kind of faith that recognizes one's basic need and one's basic unworthiness. These are the ones who will be blessed. This is actually the basis of our prayer of humble access, is what we call it. The last thing we pray before coming to the table to receive Holy Communion. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. The disciples here represent the faith of Israel. They are presumptuous. They are doing the opposite of what they are supposed to do, of what they are called to. And this is what is represented in their desire to have Jesus send the woman away. They criticize her and they judge her. And this is another point for reflection. The story reminds us that we shouldn't judge people who are on the way to meet Jesus. Even if they don't have everything quite figured out yet, or even if in your eyes they are your worst enemy. For us, this might be the people that society tends to reject, but most likely it's simply the people that you don't like. These are the people who you wouldn't want to be at your church, and you certainly wouldn't want them to be in your home. Maybe you think they're crazy politically, or they drink too much, or they don't go to church enough, or maybe you just don't like the way they parent their children. Whatever it might be, the point is that in the same way that Jesus' disciples here didn't want their enemy to be around, and thus they hindered her from receiving God's grace, We too have enemies that we would also prefer to just not be around. But in so doing, we are hindering them from receiving the grace and blessing of God. And we seem to be particularly good at this, particularly good at making enemies. We will always be able to find something wrong. We will always be able to find something grievous in the other person. And it might actually be true. I'm not denying that. But the thing is, is that the other person will be able to find something wrong, even grievous in you. Don't flatter yourself. So we must always remember the teaching of this parable that even the most sinful people in your eyes will be blessed by the banquet which God is preparing. And the question is, are you okay with that? And we also have to remember that for your own ticket to be admitted to the banquet, You can't rely on your own sense of your perceived insider status. You can't rely upon your religious observance. 
Rather, it is only faith, the sort of faith which is adamant, persistent, and the sort of faith that recognizes that I don't deserve it. The faith demonstrated by the Canaanite enemy and not the insider disciples. This is the only thing that will get you into the banquet in the end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.